Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi everyone, Dr. Adriana Popescu here with you again for another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. And I'm excited to have with me as my guest today, Christina Woods. Christina is a licensed rapid transformational therapist, a clinical hypnotherapist, an empowerment coach, and Reiki master. She combines her background in corporate leadership along with her life experiences in dealing with trauma and abandonment to empower other women to trust their intuition and set themselves free of self-doubt. As the CEO and founder of Christina L. Woods, hypnotherapy and coaching, Christina has extensive experience working on complex challenges and pulling potential out of others so that they can become self-reliant individuals. Through this deep hypnotherapy and coaching work, she empowers women to shed old programming so they can live the life they deserve. She's been honing her intuition and spiritual energy practice throughout her entire life, and it is this experience, knowledge, and wisdom that she brings to every client during every session. Welcome, Christina. So happy to have you with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. I always like to start off the show with asking our guests a little bit about themselves and their story and how it is that you came to be doing the work that you're doing today. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is my second career. I had a 30-year corporate career before doing this. And really, my journey is probably not that uncommon. I actually had a good amount of trauma in my life that I didn't even really acknowledge or even wasn't really even aware of until I was almost 50 years old. I sort of, my survival tactics were, I'm going to become a perfectionist and that's how I move through life. So I did great in high school. I thrived. I got good grades. I just was a very good people pleaser, um, you know, got got good scores and and became very good at making everything seem really, really good. So I had a great corporate career, got married, had the picket fence and the dog and everything. And then everything started crashing on me. My health, I had autoimmune diseases. My marriage was falling apart. I had terrible debt. Um, just, you know, I didn't spend enough time with my children. Things started piling up. And at that point, I really felt like I knew in the back of my mind, I wanted a different career, but I certainly didn't have the courage or the, the self-esteem to believe I could leave something that I had really became, was my identity and what I believed was my value in the world. And it was at that moment that I knew I had to dive deep. And boy, when I dove deep, all these things came out about myself that from my childhood and so on. And so that's that was really the journey. And when I fell upon uh, different alternative methods and hypnotherapy, it really opened my eyes to, wow, there's so many different ways that we can heal. And I just combined hypnotherapy and so many other methods now that I use and um, realized that it's it's never too late to 
rewire and recode all these beliefs I had about myself that were never even true. You know, I thought they were true and they weren't true in all that time. So, yeah, you know, I refer to those, I use a term that I got from my good friend and colleague, TJ Woodward, who wrote a great book called Conscious Recovery. And he refers to those beliefs as core false beliefs, that they are basically fundamentally false, you know, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a I had a moment um, picking the weeds in my pajamas one morning, literally, and um, and and it was kind of a spiritual awakening, actually. But I I was out there, and my kids hadn't picked up the dog poop. I mean, this was not a glamorous moment or anything, but and I I kind of just heard a voice, and it said my husband at the time had said, I'm going to go for a surf. I live in Southern California. So that wasn't unusual, but I was exhausted. I'm picking the weeds, you know, just feeling kind of alone and tired. And I heard this message that was, you know, when are you going to stop doing everything to make everybody else happy and actually find out what makes you happy? And it literally stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know what? It wasn't my intuition either. It was really a separate voice. And that's when I knew like, I can't hide anymore behind the promotion or the this or the that anymore. I really need to go in and face some of the things that I was just frankly, really afraid of doing. And that's when, you know, it's a courageous walk and that's, you know, of self-love and discovery and ups and downs and peaks and valleys. And that's, you know, it's it's not necessarily unique, but it's very authentic and real. And um, and that's my journey. Here I am now doing and helping other people find their way. Yeah. And I think, too, especially as women, I know this is, you know, a bit of a stereotype, but I mean, I, I work with women as well in, in drug and alcohol treatment. And I do. I see this overlap, this huge overlap with people pleasing and, and codependency and and how much we're taught, even from the time we're little girls, I think, to like put the needs of others ahead of our own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the the way, you know, I was raised by a single mother of four. I was the oldest. And it was like a badge of honor if you did not put yourself first. You know, that was that was validated. That was, you know, yay, you didn't put yourself first. So when I was growing up and then when I became a wife and a mother, if I did put myself first, I was definitely, you know, I got comments from my family and, and then I found evidence, of course, that would make me really believe that that was a selfish thing to put myself first. So boy, it was a, that a core belief for me. So I, I definitely like many women and, you know, there's a conscious, you know, a, a collective consciousness, definitely that, you know, if you're a good mom, you don't put yourself first. And, um, yet we all know we're supposed to put our own ma oxygen mask on first. Um, okay. Yeah. That looks nice on the flyer, but it's, it's something to get that validation. All my validation and self-worth and identity came from the outside and nothing came from the inside until I was able to rewire those beliefs. And, um, and you know, that's a process. That's a healing process. Yes. Yes. I mean, of course you have an entire lifetime's worth of evidence to prove that your core false beliefs are true. Right. And yeah. And we, and we know that, you know, that we call it confirmation bias, right? Like if, if, if you believe this thing to be true, like my needs don't matter, everybody else's have to come first, then you're going to always be looking for the evidence that proves that that's true. You will discount. That's right. Doesn't match that. Right. 
Yeah, that's that strongest form, that strongest belief in all of us is that we will we get to be right. We'll find that evidence. And I even remember the the moment in my with my therapist, and I love these moments with my clients now. I remember the moment when I said, I'm I'm actually not bad. I'm not a bad person because I had grown up feeling that way over from things that had happened in my childhood abuse. And she started clapping and she stood up. She's like, that's right. You finally realize and see it. And the ding, ding, ding. And then the whole paradigm shift happens. Like, wow, I actually get to take care of myself. I'm not bad. So, you know, when, when clients get to have those moments, cause you have to see the shift on your own, you know, when, when your lens changes, that's when the people pleasing gets to end. And of course you get to do nice things for people, but you get to do nice things for yourself too. Well, and people seem to not quite understand that when you actually do that, um, you are a better wife, mom, friend, daughter, you know, all the things, right? When you are taking care of yourself. Well, it's funny you say that. Yeah. And just even this act of taking back, you know, and loving myself through this career shift, you know, saying, gosh, I don't, I don't, because I put myself in very abusive career positions as well. You know, call me at 3 a.m., give me all the extra work, you know, help me feel more validated. I'm special. They, they love me. That's, you know, that was my corporate life. And when I took back my power and really said, wow, I actually want to move now into a different career and do something, my, that alone showed my children and my boys are now in their 20s so much more about what it means to truly believe in yourself than all the things I thought I was doing that was showing them what self-love was. Actually demonstrating it and seeing it and now the things that they show me, well, mom, the courage you have to go do these things that you really believe in yourself. And, you know, and, and I thought, I was doing such a great job at it before, but, um, but demonstrating it now that, you know what, you get to, you get to make, you know, be happy and make myself happy and make these choices and, and, you know, rewiring these beliefs and then finding the evidence now, it's just, it just becomes a completely different life and a completely different shift. And, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's a, a beautiful thing. And whether you use hypnotherapy or some other method, you know, there's many different ways to do it. And I know your show demonstrates that because you have all, all different kinds of people talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into that a little bit more. We haven't really explored hypnotherapy that much on the show in the past. Um, how did you stumble upon this? And tell us a little bit more too about like, what is exactly is hypnotherapy and how does it work? Sure. So I, I stumbled upon it. Um, someone recommended it and uh, I thought, okay, I'll give this a shot. And immediately I went into a very deep moment. Uh, and from there, everything just sort of started to change. And then I actually forgot about it. And when I became ill, one of those illnesses that I shared with you, I had, um, a real problem with vertigo for a while when I was going through a big change. And I went through probably 25 different neurologists and specialists, and no one could figure out actually why I had this vertigo. It wasn't my ears, wasn't all these things. And I went back to a hypno meditation, hypnotherapy meditation that actually made me feel better and made the vertigo um, probably 75% better. And I remember going to the neurologist saying, hey, I found this hypnotherapy meditation that makes me feel better. And they laughed at me. 
And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Don't you want me to feel better? You know, isn't this what we're all trying to do here for the last like three to four months? But I remember thinking, well, what what is this that actually my mind can calm myself to make something that all these fancy doctors at all up and down California can't really figure out? And so I started putting two and two together. And so, you know, we have this place, we have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind, and we have a place where we actually go to all day, every day, um, into our theta and, and delta and theta brain waves, where we can just slow the chatter of our conscious mind and go to a place where we have in our in our subconscious mind, which is where 95% of our beliefs, how we believe about ourselves and the world, that's where they're at in the first place. We believe so, you know, so many times we believe that our logical analytical mind is calling the shots, but that's probably 5% of it. And um, so, you know, 95% is in this subconscious place. And we, we just think that logic will always trump things. And that's sort of the world we live in, right? That validates, you know, what are the facts and think logic, but our subconscious mind is also our feeling, our emotional mind. And so in hypnotherapy, we're able to go in and find out what are those subconscious beliefs that are so often formed before, you know, between the age of zero and seven. And, you know, without getting scientific and whatnot, they're often put in a vault and our subconscious mind doesn't know how old we are. And so just like me, we become 30, 40, 50 years old and I still have a belief that I'm not safe and, you know, whatever the belief might be. So it's just like upgrading our phone or our laptop. We need to really go in and find out what the root cause of these beliefs are that make you not feel safe or not enough or whatever the belief is and really upgrade that belief to what, where you are in your life now, your circumstances and your situation. And, you know, I know I just upgraded my, my laptop actually today. It was very painful because a lot of my apps didn't work, but once I got it figured out, things were better. So, you know, we do that for so many things and we forget that our subconscious belief is really driving the car. It's not, the fact that you know we're looking out here and these making these logical decisions so digging deep and and going in our subconscious so that's that's a little bit about it but i can certainly answer questions and go more yeah well i mean we're not aware that's the thing it is I, and i like the computer analogy because i often use that as well i, I say like the subconscious mind yeah where the i say the subconscious mind is like where all the programs are you know like you're your computer runs on these programs. You're not always consciously aware. You don't see the programs running in the background, but they're there and you certainly can tell when they're not working, right? Exactly, there's a glitch, yeah. Yes, and so, and, and I also wanted to highlight the thing that I think a lot of people don't actually know um, is that the subconscious mind has no sense of time. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially when we're talking about working with folks who've had trauma, this is a really key element to it because, um, you know, people will say, well, you know, you had that trauma, you had a bad childhood, get over it, move on. It's in the past, but that's not how it really works. So can you say more about the, this piece of our subconscious mind really doesn't have that sense of time? Yeah. Well, you know, when, if, if you think about it, not having a sense of time, 
something that happened, a, a traumatic moment or experience, then it's literally frozen in that moment and that experience and that in, in, in that in our body is literally reacting to that moment and experience. So, you know, I had a client this afternoon and, and that feeling of complete, you know, terror and, and, and fright and fear, and that's real. It's a real experience. It's a real reaction. So, you know, we think we're overreacting. We think we're, or we even call ourselves lazy, or I don't want to do that. But when we get to the root cause of what is the root cause behind the procrastination or the behind the not following the diet or, or something. It's not because, you know, we don't have any willpower or we're lazy or something. There's a real reason, a root cause for that action. And when we get down to that action, we realize there's no concept of time. There's a very, very good reason why you know, when we, we go, we sort of backtrack, there's a good reason it's there in the first place. And that reason needs to be validated and understood. And, and once you validate and understand and have so much compassion and, and, and look at it from a different perspective and self-love and compassion, it's so much easier when you understand it, but it's a real visceral. I mean, we know, and I already listened to one of your episodes that talks about the body keeps the score, but when just that understanding alone, that it doesn't understand time, it doesn't understand how old you are. I think that alone allows you to have more compassion for yourself. I mean, I didn't understand that before. I don't know about you, but I didn't understand that. So now when I have those reactions, I can say, okay, my actual, my body is responding to me being eight years old. And that's a real scary situation at eight years old. My body, my situation, my, my nervous system right now does not know I'm 55, does not know all I'm trying to do is post a stupid thing on social media. Um, it literally is feeling very vulnerable and exposed. And so I have the tools now to go back and, and really, you know, very quickly pivot out of that, but that's the moment and that's the experience. So I just think an understanding is a paradigm shift. Someone told me once that it's like learning and finding out when Santa Claus isn't real. Once you find out, you don't have to go back to every single moment you thought he wasn't, you know, that he thought he was real and rewind and relive it. You sort of just know now, right? And you have a paradigm shift. It's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Now I know. So yes, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to under, you know, value the experience of trauma and of course the experience and the healing journey that, 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 that entails for every individual that it's unique, but the paradigm shift alone has great value. For people, you know, I often talk about when, when my clients, you know, come in activated and stressed out over this, that, or the other, or they got into a conflict with someone or, you know, and then they start telling you and venting about it. I'll often pause them in the middle and be like, how old do you feel right now? Yeah. Because that's often a clue as to what is the button that's getting pushed. Because so often it's not about what just happened today or yesterday or whatever. It's about what happened way back. It's about the first time you felt that way or how Absolutely. you used to always feel this way, you know, maybe when you were young or at an earlier time in your life. And I think that's where the work is. This is where I think a lot of people don't quite understand that actually, no, we do need to go back to if there is a root cause of this that is older than 
this moment, we need to go back to that and figure out what that is. And not only like release the energy of the trauma and the fear and the horror and the whatever that was that you went through, but then the beliefs that came out of it, right? Sure. So as a result sure. of these traumatic experiences, I don't feel safe, right? A core belief. Or I, I can't trust myself to do things or nobody loves me, I'm not enough, whatever it is, a belief came from having that experience. And now that's part of that program that's running the show there in the background. Right. And I think what people sometimes will not understand, because I'm sure people will come to you and say, I already worked on that. I, I, I'm i pretty good. I, I already work or I know my parents got divorced. That was traumatic. I've, I've moved on. And that doesn't necessarily mean knowing it, that we've worked through or healed the meaning we've attached to it or the belief, like you say, that we've still attached to it. And oftentimes, you know, we don't even realize um, what that meaning is because it doesn't maybe quote unquote fall under a, a traumatic definition or it doesn't feel like or you know to the world doesn't look like or sound like a traumatic experience but it, it had a traumatic meaning to us or it, it it really defines that we don't feel good enough or we don't feel seen or we can't be connected to ourselves so definitely how old do you feel or when was the first time you felt that way because many times we might have peeled back the onion five layers and now we need to go back 10 layers we need to go back even deeper and even deeper and one of the things the tools that we use in the hypnotherapy i do is we'll we'll go back and we'll actually talk to the parts that you know, that, that came up with the anxiety or came up with that feeling or that belief. And we'll speak to that part and, and ask, you know, what is your role, function, or purpose in, you know, Susie's life or Tom's life? And the parts will tell us, you know, my role in her life is to slow her down, is to make her feel inadequate because if she becomes completely empowered, she might put herself in a dangerous situation again, or my function in her life or my purpose in her life is to keep her, you know, so and so and so forth. And it's very eye-opening when you can see the purpose that it has, how it might feel, in it, and you can see the sabotage that it's doing, but its purpose is not sabotage, its purpose is to keep you safe. Yeah. That's what I think people don't quite understand, like all these sort of um, defense mechanisms, we would call them in psychology, right? But all these strategies, like they're, they're brilliant strategies. They, they may not be the healthiest and they may not be the most functional, but they're brilliant in that, you know, we chose them to keep us safe or to get through that trauma or difficult experience that we had. And so... And so, of course, there's going to be energies, factors, parts, whatever you want to call it, that are not going to be okay with you letting go of them. And I find that, like, especially when coaching folks, right, when they're saying, like, I want to be making X amount of dollars or I want to be in a healthy relationship. Well, yes, you do. Your conscious, logical, analytical mindset, but your subconscious mind is not congruent with it. You know, in energy psychology, we call it psychological reversal, like, basically, like, I want that, but it's not safe for me to have that, or I don't deserve it, or, you know, if I have it, something bad will happen and it'll get taken away. I mean, these are the things, this is the territory we're working in when we're talking about subconscious stuff. Like, we're not even always aware that there could be a part of us 
or a belief or whatever that an energy that is a complete opposition to what we're saying we consciously want. And that's key. That's vital to find the opposition because you can't, you can clear and heal, but you still have this other part that's saying, I don't think so. You know, I, I, I'm thinking of a, a, a client just the other day, she wants a family and a baby and she runs a business and she's a big CEO. And, you know, this is her dream to have this, this family and she's working so hard to make it happen. But the CEO part of her, that was the survivor that was the go, 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 make it happen is over here very loud subconscious parts saying, there is no way you're gonna juggle all of it. There's no mm-hmm. way, There's no. It, you can't do that. Your mom didn't do that. No one has done that. And there's no way you're gonna be a good mom and juggle and be a CEO and make it all happen. And there's no way you'll find anybody that's supportive of all that. Yeah. No way. So it's like not gonna make it happen. And And when she heard that voice and she saw how strong that was, she was like, wow, I can see what you mean. I, I can't be in both lanes. I've, I've, we've got to make a promise and really heal this part that feels so unsafe and threatened by this part of me that wants to be a mom or I'm never going to make it happen. It's so much more intricate than people realize. And I, and I see so many mm-hmm. clients, you know, beating themselves up. Like, why can't I get, why can't I be successful with this? Why am I repeating the same pattern over and over again? Why do I keep self-sabotaging myself? And they just don't have an understanding of these dynamics that you and I do because we you know, work with this all the time and we've had trainings and things like that. So I really suggest to people always, you know, if you're feeling stuck in something and you've tried all every which way and you can't get yourself out come see someone, go see a therapist, a coach, a somebody, you know, who can help you find those blind spots or, or help you peel back enough of the layers that maybe you didn't peel back before to get to really what is the underlying root cause, whatever the oppositional force is, that limiting belief, whatever. So, so let, let me ask you a little bit. Um, what does a sure. typical hypnotherapy session look like? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because there's um, my own children when I started doing this said, oh my gosh, you're like the guy at the fair now making everybody, you know, act like a chicken or something. But no, um, it's it feels like a, a meditation. You know, it's a natural state. So um, a typical session is we start off with just having you do deep breathing, get into a nice relaxed state. You do not lose control. I don't think anyone would sign up for that or pay for that. Um, you're still aware. You can hear the dog bark. You can hear the doorbell ring. Um, and everyone can do it. I think there is that feeling like, oh, I probably can't do that. You know, that's my job. If you have a lot of anxiety or control is an issue, there's different techniques and methods that you use, you know, to help you prep for that moving forward. So if anyone's listening and feeling like I could never let control or lose control, or I don't like that feeling, we just work through that and, and help you get to a place where you feel comfortable and safe. So it feels like a meditation and we ask your mind a question. So we quiet the chitty chatter stuff and we ask your mind, what's the root cause and reason for this anxiety? What's the root cause and reason for this feeling? Let's go back to a moment in time when this belief first started. And your subconscious mind is so brilliant. It knows and it will go back to moments in your life. And it kind of feels like you're watching a movie and it'll go back to moments and scenes. And we just keep going back and going back. And it might seem completely irrelevant. You know, it might be you eating cereal when you were five years old or with a girlfriend or with a friend and these little moments. And we put together a story of how 
these beliefs were formed. And, you know, if we ever feel like we might go back to a traumatic experience or moment, you know, we always are reminded we're not reliving it. We're, we're watching and reviewing it. So people do get nervous. I might go back to something I don't ever want to relive or go back. You're not reliving it. You already lived it. So we're able to go back and, and learn from those things and take what we need from them. I think that's important. I certainly don't want to relive anything, some of those things. And take what we need. What are the beliefs that we created at those, at those important moments? and find out what they are and find out what the beliefs are because we did form beliefs and then you can see what those beliefs are and then from there i create a custom audio recording for clients to listen to so we have to find the belief interrupt the belief and then you listen to a recording that's about 15 20 minutes for anywhere from 21 days 45 60 days depending on the issue and that is how the rewiring and recoding and then i meet with clients depending on what's going on maybe once a week while they're listening to the audio because that's when the resistance happens that's when your mind is saying what do you mean you want to change this belief this belief has kept you safe and cozy and now you're trying to change it and that resistance can sometimes where you really need the support mm -hmm. yeah that's great um so tell us uh, a little bit about the RTT, which is a very specific kind of hypnotherapy that you're using. Yeah, it is. So it's rapid transformational therapy. So it's, it's intention is to get to the very root. It's just like pulling weeds. We don't, you know, and a lot of therapy gets to the root, but this, this specifically, cause some hypnotherapy um, might be just, you know, you can buy a, an audio recording for some hypnotherapy for like, 15, 20 bucks and just tells you how great you are and affirmations are great. But this is actually, let's go find the root of why you started smoking in the first place. And what was the belief and the feeling why you wanted, what was it filling for you so that you don't just pick it up again. Let's really get to the root. So it gets to the root. And like I said, it, we interrupt that belief with different techniques and it's very fast. So depending on the issue, but some clients need between one and three sessions. Some need five sessions, but it's not meeting once a week for five years or, you know, 10 years. And there's nothing wrong with that therapy. I do that and I need it and I love it, but that's not what this is. It's, you know, it's specific and it's more, more or less short term, could be six months, could be three months, you know, could be even shorter depending on what the issue is. And certainly if there's trauma, then, you know, that that's going to be a little bit longer. Right. Well, and I think you named this misperception that I think some people have about hypnotherapy that, oh yeah, it's really good for, you know, breaking a bad habit, like smoking or biting your nails or something like that. Or, or, you know, I want to be hypnotized so I can remember things that I have forgotten. You know, like, I think I hear that a lot. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure people fully understand all the other applications, like you say, to trauma or working with these limiting beliefs or even depression and anxiety, you know, what right, most, right. most common, you know, mental issues that people deal with, uh, mental, I mean, it's an, it's a everything, <laughs> not just mental, but, but yeah, can you say a little bit more about how, how you use hypnotherapy to deal with some of these other issues? Sure, sure. So yeah, I primarily work with women. Um, I work with men as well, but primarily about empowerment and self-belief and moving out of self-doubt and 
definitely trauma is in there. So anxiety and how has that impacted the body? So even a lot of physical issues. So um, clients that have migraines, irritable bowel syndrome, um, you know, all of these things, there's a mind body connection. So many, many times, you know, you don't call a hypnotherapist the first time you have a physical issue. You call them the last, they're usually, I'm the last person that someone will reach out to. Um, and quite often, you know, I'm able to work with them and help them and give them relief because so often, you know, our, our, however our beliefs are connected to our body and our body is speaking to us and telling us, you know, there's beliefs and there's emotions stuck in your body. And if we are able to release those things, we're often able to release physical issues. So, uh, you know, self-belief, anxiety, um, empowerment, financial issues, relationship, love issues, um, enhancing people's career, you know, I think weight loss and smoking are probably the least things I help people with, but those are things that certainly you can use it for too. But um, really just, you know, inside feeling good enough. And I don't, I can't, I don't meet anyone that doesn't need to work on feeling, feeling good enough. That seems to be an epidemic. It certainly is. Yes. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned the physical stuff too, because, you know, I trained many years ago in hypnotherapy and um, it's not my go-to tool, but I still will use it. Um, and I've used it with a number of my clients who've gotten pregnant and wanted to have yes. more ease with delivering their babies. And they've had great success with the hypnobirthing um, that we did. And I'm thinking even of myself, you know, I had to have a procedure, a medical procedure that they were going to give me like a mild anesthetic for. And I was like, you know, I don't want that. And it was an injection into my cortisone injection into my neck. And I did self-hypnosis. I think that's another one people that's don't realize you could do self-hypnosis. And I was fine. I didn't feel any pain. And it was funny because I had to do it again. And the next time I took the anesthesia and I didn't like it, it made me feel sick. I'm like, I should have yeah. done self-hypnosis again. I love that you mentioned that. I love that. And you know, I teach all my clients self-hypnosis. So when you get an audio, you're, you literally are doing self-hypnosis each time I'll teach you. And every time I go to the dentist, I do help self-hypnosis. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It's so powerful. Um, using it all the time, teaching my, my boys to how to use it. Um, I actually, when my, my son went to college, it was during COVID and there was a lot of boys in the fraternity that had a lot of anxiety and just, you know, being cooped up. And, um, I did some things for them. They had you know, some physical issues. They had a whole bunch of things and they were trapped, you know, 20, bunch of 18, 20 year old boys. And I was doing all kinds of different hypnotherapy things with them for different physical issues or anxiety or exams and stress and all, all different kinds of things, exposing them. And when he just graduated, they were all coming up to me saying, I still listen to your audio recordings. It still helps me with my headaches or this or my stomach or whatever they were working on. So it's, it's something that can help with many, many different areas. And thanks to you and these types of podcasts, people are learning about another method in another way. And it's, um, and it's just something that it's, you know, it, it has a little bit of a mystery around it. And I'm so glad that the more people learn about it, it's, it's taking away that mystery. It's, it's something everyone can do and it's, it's very effective. 
Yeah, I really love that it's so applicable to so many different issues. I mean, people even will use hypnotherapy. I certainly have, um, you know, as a tool for spiritual growth. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Similar, similar to kind of, you know, when we're doing like a guided meditation, you, you can have a guided, you know, hypnotherapy session that's that's looking at other lifetimes or. Um, oh, yeah. Or, or, you know, the same things kind of people are looking for with psychedelics, you know, maybe to have like more of an experience of connection with the nature or the universe, God, higher power, or, you know, whatever all that is, but for people, but I find that that is often an area um, for possibilities and growth using tools like this. Oh, definitely, definitely. And you know, the majority of, of my work involves something in that capacity and sometimes more than others, it doesn't have to, but very, very often I'll do some type of past life regression. Sometimes it comes up and, you know, it surprises people, but, um, yeah, it can be very healing if that's something that you're interested in and start to bring in, you know, our physical, our physical, mental, spiritual, energetic beings. And, you know, we're multidimensional and, um, it, this hypnotherapy allows us to explore all those things or some of those things, depending on what you're open to and can bring it all together in a really beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had some really cool experiences with that. So, and you do other yeah. kinds of energy work as well. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So I'm a Reiki master and a theta healer and a medical intuitive. And all of that is like you said, just energy healing. So I definitely am of the, the thought and belief that, you know, we're physical and mental and spiritual. And so what I, what I learned as I was doing this was that there was so much energy that needed to be moved as well through the beliefs and that the more I was able to tune into their energy and my intuition and, and their energy, the more I could just help their healing move quickly and and help that process move and when i first started doing sessions the very beginning i started getting very nauseous and sick and running to the the restroom right away and i thought oh my gosh i left this 30-year career and and now i'm you know throwing up every time i do a session so that's how i became a reiki master was i had to learn how to control the energy i was feeling and i thought this is very very powerful so um once I started being able to control the energy, my intuition just started tuning in so much more. And now I just use that to be able to help people cut cords, um, clean and heal past lives. And it's just, just allows us to go into a much deeper healing, but, you know, moving and clearing energy and, um, just doing healings, um, as a medical intuitive, you know, it's, it's, obviously a medical physical a metaphysical perspective so how do our beliefs impact on and our emotions impact our physical bodies um it's it's incredible how much it does and i've seen some incredible things so we still need the we still need our medical world um but when we can heal how our beliefs and our emotions impact our physical bodies as well wow that combination is you know pretty powerful Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder about, um, how we can, how we can get, you know, then that's my whole mission these days and at this stage of my career is, you know, to get this information out there to more people and to, and to empower them. Right. Because I think so, so many of us get stuck in these, um, 
limited perspectives and we get very left brain stuck and we don't acknowledge, right. All this other subconscious stuff. And it's like, yeah, how can we let people know that you're, you don't have to be stuck in things like, like if you've experienced trauma, you don't have to be stuck in your victimhood. If you are stuck in these limiting beliefs, guess what? We have tools and technology across such a wide range of different modalities um that that there's no and 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 i always come back to the energy right because everything is energy and everything moving and it's malleable so that means we can change it it can't it can't stay stuck forever you can get it right and i think you're working in that same paradigm yes yes and you know i what i find is just that the more I'm open about it, not afraid to talk about it. The more I find people are open to hear it and receive it. These things are falling off me today. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I I came from a corporate world in higher education. So you couldn't be more far away from the energy world than that. You know, all they want to talk about was the degrees and what program did you study? And, you know, that's all great. Loved it for a long time. <laughs> but, um, you know, the more I talk about this, people were coming out of the woodwork and they wanted to know about energy healing. I mean, people that I had no idea would be interested and open to it. And it's taught me a lot as far as be my honest, authentic self. And the more I am and the more I am, you know, just, just allow myself to share this. And I thought, you know what, this is the perfect, I'm a perfect bridge between, you know, I'm just this corporate mom who, now I, I do this energy healing and it allows people to know it's a safe place because I, you know, I, I think I, I can walk and go on a, I've been to many retreats in Costa Rica where we're, you know, with feathers and, you know, full on hippie mode. Um, but also that doesn't, that's not for everybody that just, you know, that, that can, that can definitely not be for everyone. And so that, can freak every some people out and and think, well, that's not what I want. Is that what energy healing is? It doesn't have to be that. It it doesn't have to feel that way. Um, So I I think it's just finding what works right, what feels right for someone. And so I feel like the more we talk about it and share and show people, you can still walk into this world and learn and ask questions and touch it and feel it and explore it and just find right what works for you. Um, and until it feels right, because we certainly, I don't know about you, but I know at Thanksgiving when somebody walks into a room and their energy's bad, you can feel it in a minute. So you cannot deny energy. Um, and when someone's in a great mood, you can feel that too. Yeah. I mean, we all can, we all can feel it. So it's not like it's not there. Um, and the more you feel that the more, you know, it's just so, it's so obvious. And, and when you know you are, um, this powerful and can transmute and transcend energy, we have the power to heal ourselves. And that's a really, really magical, powerful thing to know and believe and understand. It's just, wow. Yeah. A hundred percent with you. So Christina, if people <laughs> want to find out more about you and your work, where do they go? So uh, my website is christinalwoods.com. And I have, um, actually, you can also go to free.christinalwoods.com. And there's a free hypno meditation that they can um, 
put their info in and grab it. It's a free download. So, and I also always offer a free hour if anyone wants to set up an appointment with me and ask any questions and see if this might work for them. Fabulous. Thank you so much for a the gift the gift that you be to the world and the work that you're doing <laughs> and b for being on the podcast today. I've loved our conversation. Um, and any final thoughts you want to leave us with? You know, just reminding everyone they're so powerful. And you know, if you are dealing with trauma or any pain in your body or your energy or your emotions yeah, ask for help, find support, just find the right person. And if you don't know where to go, just, you know, keep reaching out, listening to things like this until you find the right person to help you. I know that's how I'm sitting here. And it sounds like you as well, Adriana, that's how we all got here. So find the right person to find the, the right support for you. Yes, they're out there. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks, audience, for tuning in. If you like this podcast, please do review, rate, follow, subscribe, all the different things, share it with others so that we can get this information out there in the hands of more people. Thanks, Dr. Adriana, signing off. I'll see you guys next time on Kaleidoscope of Possibilities. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.